My guest this week is Steve Folland, and we talk about using video content to engage your customers. It's a terrific way to build trust, but many people don't do it because they think it's too hard, or they need special expensive equipment, or they just don't think they look good on camera. We chat about why there are no excuses for not doing video content. Welcome to episode 227 of the Marketing and Finance Podcast. This is the podcast for ideas and inspiration on marketing your business and growing your business and for discussing topics on all things finance. I'm Roger Edwards, a marketing guy and keynote speaker from Edinburgh. Talk to me if you want to cut the BS and the complexity from your marketing strategy. Hello and welcome to the Marketing and Finance Podcast. Thank you, as always, for downloading or streaming the show. Before we get into that interview with Steve Folland, I just want to ask a little favour of you. If you get any benefit out of the Marketing and Finance Podcast, if you enjoy the content, if you get value from it, I'd be really grateful if you'd hop onto iTunes and give me a quick review. It really helps to boost me up the rankings and it helps more people find the Marketing and Finance Podcast. I really appreciate you downloading the show. I really appreciate you listening and I'd very much appreciate you leaving me a review. All you need to do is go to rogeredwards.co.uk forward slash iTunes and follow the links and just leave a quick review. It'll probably take you 90 seconds at best. So let's get into this week's interview with Steve Folland. We talk about all things video content right here on the Marketing and Finance Podcast. Steve, welcome to the Marketing and Finance Podcast. Thanks very much for having me. Nice in here, isn't it? <laughs> Absolutely right. Steve, where are we Zooming each other from? Now, I'm in Edinburgh, as always. I am in Bishop Stortford, which is near Stansted Airport. So, yeah, it's the station that you wave at when you're on the Stansted Express going into London. And, of course, I'm always on the Stansted Express. I frequently mm. get the red-eye EasyJet first flight down to Stansted. That either leaves at 6.15 in the morning, or if I'm lucky, I'll choose a day when it doesn't leave until 7am. But even Oof. so, it's dreadfully early. And yeah, I sort of, I'm probably on my third coffee as I'm going through Bishop Stortford, <laughs> because I usually have a, one coffee in Edinburgh Airport, one coffee on the flight, and then I get another coffee at the train station to have on the train as I go into London. So yeah, I'll wave to you the next time we go by. Yeah, I'll look out for the vibrating version of you buzzing <laughs> past on caffeine. Absolutely. Steve, you're doing a lot of good video work, helping freelancers to market their businesses using video. But more than that, you've got a freelance podcast, the Being Freelance podcast, and doing all sorts of work helping people to market their businesses. So I thought it'd be really interesting today for us to, just to talk about video. Now, I'm a big fan of video. I do video of my own for my own business. We can explore how you might put together a script, how you might put together a strategy, and how you might actually make the videos and, and put them out there. But before we get into that, Steve, give me a little bit of background about yourself, where you came from, how your career developed, where you're going, and what makes Steve Follen tick? So I started in radio. That's what I did for about 15 years or so. But I did actually train in, like, I guess, multimedia. So video editing, making computer stuff. It was CD-ROMs back then. God bless the soul. Uh, and, and audio editing as well. So I did train at that in, at university. But yeah, I worked in radio. 
And then I started realizing that there was this need for video. I was getting asked whether I could present or write scripts for videos about, I don't know, seven years or so ago. And then I started going to people, well, you know, I could actually make the video. So I started hiring people to film and then I started editing them. And then, yeah, I left radio and started up making videos for businesses instead. And so that's that's kind of where I came from and how I ended up doing it. I just ended up doing a, a podcast for freelancers and documenting my own freelance journey with my own vlog and stuff like on the side of that. But my main bread and butter is making videos for businesses. Okay. And did I gather from your website and bio that you actually set yourself up in this freelance capacity in 2013? That was when you effectively launched into this journey. Yeah, it was when our second child was born. Right. It was... totally inspired by that need to be out. our eldest was about to go to school our youngest was about to go to nursery wife about to go back from maternity leave and like how can we flexibly live our life and work and be there for the kids so i decided to chuck in a, a job that tied me somewhere and instead work for myself work from home or near home so yeah that's how it came about yeah now we share that year as our milestone then because 2013 was the year that i left what i call big corporate. I left big corporate in 2013 to set myself up as a marketing consultant. And and one of the reasons that I left big corporate, to be perfectly honest, and, and loads of people who've have heard the podcast know this story, but very briefly, I was so excited about the developing digital technology and, and how accessible things like video were suddenly becoming to people with relatively modest budgets, whereas in the past you've, you'd had to have fairly large budgets to do video and that sort of thing. But I was working in a financial services company and the regulatory resistance to using emerging digital technology was so great. It just was frustrating. And I wanted to get out and start working with people who absolutely wanted to embrace social media, video content marketing, whatever it was. And, and so 2013, we've we've got that year in common for it as we embarked upon our freelance journey. Well, congratulations. It's been a while. We've done all right. Absolutely right. So <laughs> video, video. Now I use video. I um, I put out I put out small videos which are called marketing made simple, two to three minute videos about how to keep marketing simple, as the name would suggest. I also do a Rog vlog, which is more about uh, me as a person traveling around the world, doing speaking gigs, that sort of thing. But if you're talking to a business owner, a freelance business owner, I guess that's where you're focusing. Why video? One of the key things of video is that whole, you know how we often hear that people buy from people and they buy when they know, like, and trust you and stuff like that. It's a much quoted thing, but it's true. And how many of us feel like we know people that we hear on the radio or watch on TV? And that used to be something that only those people had, but now any of us can make it. And so if you make a podcast, you know, like people will feel like they know you. That goes even further if you then create a video so that they're regularly seeing you. So with your Rod Frog, for example, people that get, they're not just seeing what you're up to, they're getting to know you. So that when they meet you, and I've, I'm sure you've had this, I've had this when I've been at events or conferences, or for that matter, when I've gone into pitch to somebody for some work, they're like, oh, I feel like I know you. It's like th- those words I hear so often. And for that matter, I meet people who have followed on Instagram stories or maybe followed them on YouTube. And I have that exact same reaction. I feel like I know you. And that is an amazing thing when it comes 
to your business, you know, especially, I guess, within the financial world, because so much of that is about trust. You know, we, we want to know that we trust you and what, how you work. So being able to get that across is, is just amazing. I think you're absolutely spot on there. And I've had it happen to myself, you know, from the podcast point of view, I've been at conferences and I've been stood in a crowd of people talking and somebody's tapped me on the shoulder and they've said, I recognize your voice. Now they didn't (laughs) recognize me as a person because for them, they were just consuming my podcast. They haven't seen my face, but they recognize my voice. I couldn't believe it. It was wow. You know, and then of course you do get the people who recognize your face from the vlogs and from the marketing made simple videos. And, And you're absolutely right. It gives them that, that extra level of, of knowledge about you as a person. And maybe through things like the vlogs, you're giving them a little bit of insight into what you do behind the scenes in your business. Maybe even a bit of insight into what you do in your personal life. I mean, I talk about my fitness classes quite a bit in my vlogs. So people see that you're a real authentic person and they probably do get to know you and get to like you and get to trust you enough to want to do business with you. So absolutely right. To my mind, that's one of the main reasons for getting into video. But maybe some people aren't convinced, or is it that they're not convinced and maybe they're a bit scared of it? Yeah, quite possibly. Uh, lots of people don't feel like they want to be on camera, for example, or they don't they don't like the sound of their voice and so on. It, there's quite nice, easy ways to even break yourself into it. Things like Instagram stories which can be to a limited audience. Don't even have to share it with people if you don't want to. And it's gone within 24 hours. And it's so easy to do because you've, you know, you've not got to write a script. You've not got to get a camera. It's, it's in your pocket. So I think Instagram stories is quite a nice way to get over that. But there's so many different types of video. If you really don't want to appear on video, you don't have to. But I think you're missing out if you don't. And for people who think, oh, people won't like me, people won't like, like the rest of us have to put up with your voice all the time. There's nothing <laughs> wrong with it. Trust me. We, we Everybody feels that way about their voice. There's nothing wrong with your voice. And as for your personality coming across, like if people don't like you from your videos, well, they're not going to like you when they meet you in real life. You don't want to be working with those people. But far more powerful is the fact that there will be people who really like you and those will be drawn to you. And they're the people that you do want to work with. So I think that benefit much outweighs that sort of self-conscious things. I get it that not everybody's like as gobby as I am, for example. (laughs) But... That doesn't mean that you can't, you know, there is an endearing quality to being a little bit shy and withheld on Mm -hmm. camera, but Mm -hmm. you're still being yourself and putting yourself forward. I think experimentation is quite interesting as well, isn't it? I'm, I'm glad you brought up the subject of Instagram stories. And actually, I guess before that came along, we had Snapchat. And when, of course, Instagram stole all Snapchat's ideas to a certain extent. But when I first started doing video for my business, I was very much doing the um, typical sat in front of my desk with a bookcase behind me and perhaps a light shining in my face. And I would simply talk to the camera for two, three minutes, whatever it was. And then Snapchat came along and sort of you, you start doing those quick snippets, don't you? Maybe 10 seconds here and 10 seconds there. And one of the 10 seconds, the angle might be facing one way. The next one, you might be walking down a street, the next angle. And that gets you thinking about creativity and, and how you can make the video a little bit more interesting. And, and more importantly, I guess, how you can tell a story and how you can draw people along with you. So for me, Snapchat and then 
Instagram stories was massively pivotal in developing the style that I've eventually sort of got into with Rog Vlog and with Marketing Made Simple. And there's so many different types of video. Like, so we, you know, we've touched upon like that behind the scenes or like talking to the camera, that sort of how to, mm. I guess. But, um, you can use them in many different ways. Like if you think about all the different pages on a website, like a business website, mm. any of those could be a video in itself. Yeah. Like the about me or the about us, you know, if it's a company or the FAQ type thing that you might have, um, to the how to videos that you touched upon, like where you're creating helpful co- content as part of content marketing, uh, which can be amazing as well within the realms of YouTube. You know, we often hear about YouTube being a search engine essentially, mm. Some people think, oh, it's too late, it's too busy. But I, d- I don't think it is. It's still your answer and your way of putting it out there. And if I end up on your website and there's videos answering my questions, then that's helpful to me. Um, or if you write a blog post, if you're regularly creating blog post content, you could create video versions of that. So for the people who don't want to read, they can click the button and watch. Uh, you discuss a point. The even yeah, Using testimonials, like getting your customers on on screen, talking about the um the way you've made them feel or the difference you've made them with you know in their life with your product or whatever it is your service whatever it is that you do and you you even see people creating their own shows yeah coming back each week and sharing a bit of knowledge live so you've not even got to sit there editing things maybe they're going live on instagram or live on facebook i think the tiniest fraction of video in my head is actually adverts which is Mm. what we all grew up on watching Mm. adverts on tv but if anything they're probably the least effective i think all of this other stuff is way more achievable because and it's more effective in my mind because it feels really real and it's helpful so that clears up the issue as to why we should do it. And I guess we've we've sort of covered the fact that, admittedly, some people are not going to want to get in front of the camera, but try experimenting, get some confidence using something like Instagram stories or, or um, even just filming yourself and watching it back with your family or something like that, but gain that confidence. But one of the other things that I frequently come up against when I'm talking to companies about using video in their marketing is this whole issue of what constitutes a professional video. Now, of course, quite a large percentage of the audience to this podcast is UK financial services. And this this topic comes up very often. It is the fact that there's something unprofessional, and I use inverted commas around the word unprofessional, in using a small camera or using an in-house camera or using an iPhone, God forbid. There seems to be this perception that If you've got to do video properly, it's got to involve hiring in a massive film crew with lighting rigs and and audio soundboards and and those silver discs that bounce light all around the place. (laughs) And and if you aren't doing that and and presumably spending £50,000, £100,000 on it, then there's something unprofessional about it. Now, I, I absolutely dispute that fact, but it is something that gets thrown at me quite often. What what are your thoughts on that, Steve? I think in terms of the quality of the production, uh, it depends on where you're putting it. So if you're creating like your main video for, or your about video and, or a load of tutorials and you're, and you're putting them on your website, then maybe you want to make those look higher quality than what you will do on Instagram stories. For yeah, of course. Or, or even, 
uh, a, a, just chatting to the camera LinkedIn video. But that doesn't mean, as you say, that you need a massive film crew. The fact is there are plenty of freelance video guys and girls out there who are one person teams. They will come to your office and they will have the gear that they feel that you need. And I would say the best way to get the most out of your budget is maybe to try and film as many things on a day as possible. So you might film a load of how-to videos or FAQ type videos and your about video or meet the team video and get everybody involved in one day and then go into the editing. And as with any form of marketing and stuff, then yes, there's going to be a cost involved, but there's going to be a huge potential return on investment when you take into account everything we've already said about the power of video. So it's up to you to weigh that up. I wouldn't necessarily make those videos myself if I wasn't a video editor, just the same as I wouldn't go and try and draw my business logo on the side of my car myself. (laughs) Or for that matter, maybe not even design a business card myself. So it depends on where you're handing out the video. Whereas the behind the scenes type stuff or going live, you don't need all of that. If you're going live, you can do it from your cap, from your phone, or you can get a really decent high quality uh, webcam these days, which even balance out the light within them. Uh, so you don't even need loads of lights. Often, by the way, the, the sound is still important though often even more important than the picture quality people still need to be able to hear what you're saying so so don't don't forget that but yeah it's in in terms of those behind the scenes type videos like my all of my vlogs are made using an iphone because they do film in hd and actually they perform really well in good light iphones do and so you can definitely do that in fact there's a video on the being freelance website where i talk about five ways freelancers can get clients and that was recorded entirely on my iPhone as well. I had like a little mic going into it, but it is just on an iPhone. So you can get good footage that way. Absolutely. And, and I'm very drawn to your example there of, of maybe hiring a freelancer, a one-person video unit who can do the shooting, maybe do the lighting and do the editing and hand you over a polished product, but not for the mega bucks of having to do the jokey thing I said before about film crews and lighting rigs and um, silver discs and all of that sort of thing. So these things are possible for all sorts of budgets. And I think that that's really important. What is it that you're helping people do when it comes to video then, Steve? So we do quite a lot of different things. At the heart, often we're taking messages and making them simpler. I find that a lot of corporate speak, and actually I make quite a lot of videos for the banking industry, so it's very similar to to your audience, where sometimes it can feel quite corporate to speak, and it's not human enough. So a lot of the time I'm taking messaging that uh, companies want to get across and then I'm decoding it and trying to figure out what what is it that we're actually trying to tell. And then trying to think, is there um, a story? Is there a metaphor? Some way that we can get this across better visually. Um, we make quite a lot of animated videos. Mm-hmm. I have a team of animators that I work with because it's quite a nice way of being able to uh, show people, you know, tell a story and visually uh, get them on board with something much better than, or yeah, much better than having to film it. You know, like mm. it would cost you a lot of money to go out and film what, if, if, if you just look, look at an episode of The Simpsons, if they were to film an episode of The Simpsons, it would be astronomical, if not impossible, for the flights of fancy and all the different scenarios that they go into. 
And yet, because they animate it, it's absolutely possible week on, week out for, for years. And it's similar with what we do in, in terms of animation and motion graphics. You know, we can, we can create things that you'd never be able to film on a similar sort of budget. So a lot of that, a lot of it is about messaging and getting the scripting right and trying to condense things that, you know, people come to me and say, oh, I think I need a 15 minute video. And by the end, we've got a two minute one, for example. And then we go out sometimes and we do film. We film perhaps in factories or in, in workplaces. And we try to make ourselves as inconspicuous as possible so that we get real voices from the people who work there out on the video. So trying to put people at ease so that when people end up watching these videos, we make quite a lot of training videos, for example, it feels like they're listening to real people and connecting to them. I think it's important to get some sort of connection, whether it's an animation or it's a real video. So a lot of my time is spent getting that right. Uh, and then as well as doing script writing, I edit and mix the videos, bringing in sound to try and get that feeling right. You know, the, mm. the soundtrack that you pick can have quite a big impact on the pace of the video and the emotion that people feel. And then any video really should have some sort of call to action at the end as well so where do we want people to head off at the end of the video even if it's to watch another one so that's that's a lot of what i spend my time doing yeah and of course everybody who listens to the podcast regularly knows that i'm obsessed with trying to keep things simple I and mean, it's one of the things that i talk about on stage at conferences is how to keep marketing how to keep products how to keep processes simple and avoid that clutter and that bloat that just puts customers off but you mentioned banks there before i've had experience working with people like that and one of the problems is, is that their scripts often tend to be just full of corporate jargon and gobbledygook, passive language and that sort of thing. And it can be really quite hard to get them to simplify it down, partially because it may have already been through a horrendous committee-style sign-off process where loads of different people have added stuff in. And you're sitting there thinking, no, 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 no. The customer wants it simple. The customer wants to be able to understand it in a, in a easy to consume segment and yet all this pressure is on to make it more and more again i'm going to use the word professional in inverted commas when in fact that's just another myth it's funny i always sit there and think there must be people in banks who take normal written language and make it into corporate gobbledygook <laughs> and then there's me at the other end who takes it again and it's like i've got the rosetta stone and i have to decode it all again back back into english sometimes i will ask you know is this acronym or this term something that is incredibly well known for the particular audience who is watching this and unless it is utterly accepted by everybody then i don't want to put it in or i need to explain it like you you have to bear in mind who your audience is. So if you're if you're talking about financial services, for example, if you're talking to other people who work in the financial services industry, then obviously you're going to speak in a different way to the way you might speak to me, who knows nothing about it, and I just want to try and figure out uh, how best to look after my family. It, you've, you've got to get the language right according to the audience, and therefore you might even make, want to make different versions of videos depending on who you're trying to reach. Absolutely. And of course, my three rules for simplicity have always been, number one, talk in the language of your customer. Number two, assume they know nothing. And again, you men mentioned their acronyms. 
you might live and breathe the acronyms of your industry, but unless you work in your industry, it's very unlikely that the customer's going to know what they mean. So assume they know nothing, and that means you're not going to use them in a way that's going to confuse people. And my third rule is always avoid jargon, management speak, and uh, let me say that bit again. And my third one, of course, is always avoid management speak, avoid passive language, and avoid gobbledygook and jargon. Yeah. You have to remember that even high-level managers or financial advisors, whoever you're speaking to, are still humans. You know, and they still probably sit down and watch Ant and Dick Saturday Night Takeaway or Strictly with the family. Like, whatever. They're, they're still humans, and they everybody, nobody really speaks in that language, and ev- everybody will appreciate it if it's not made that way. And actually, there's a benefit to hiring, you know, in my case, I don't work. I've never been trained in the business environment, sorry, in the banking environment. And so it's quite good that I've accidentally been drawn into it because I have to ask those questions. I have Mm. to sit there and think, does this make sense? If I'm doing quite a complicated video about money laundering, like, is this actually, (laughs) am I understanding it? So actually going out there and hiring other people to to make stuff with you or to at least run if you've written something yourself to run it in front of other people's eyes who have nothing to do with your industry who wouldn't get it uh, for an honest opinion is pretty useful so steve we've talked quite a lot today about putting together videos why you should put together videos coming overcoming some of those those issues that people face i've got a face for radio whatever it might be technology what's the one thing that you'd like the listeners of the marketing and finance podcast to take away from all the experience you've had in this area i just think go for it like don't don't be put off by all of the excuses that you're probably coming up with for not using video, be it expense or be it your face or whatever, that there is a real opportunity to put you and your company ahead of other people. Like those other businesses are still going to be there, but for you to build that connection, for them to understand what it is for you to, for you do, to understand how helpful you can be. There's so many excuses. Like, and like I said, iPhone, I, I use my, my phone for filming a lot of the time, which just goes to show that you don't need to have all the gear, you know, and you don't have to spend hours editing it yourself. You can value your time and hire somebody else to work with you. But just (laughs) seriously, get out there and use it because it's such a great opportunity, be it live streaming, be it behind the scenes, be it like natural vlog uh, type Instagram story stuff, or just being helpful with your own professional, more looking content on your website. It's, it's an amazing opportunity that we have right now. I think it was an American marketing guy, Brian Fanzo, who said, just press the damn button. <laughs> Steve, it's been fascinating to talk to you today. Really enjoyed our chat about video and about how you can create creative videos to help build your business and create trust with your customers. I'm hoping that people listening to the podcast might want to get in touch with you. So tell me what's the best way that people should get in touch. I am at S. Folland on Twitter and Instagram. If you're uh, on either of those, I'm right there. And I do the Being Freelance podcast. And actually one for um, parents, uh, self-employed parents as well, called Doing It For The Kids, if if that speaks to you as well. So, yeah, Google me, Steve Folland, and um, you'll you'll find me somewhere. It's been really lovely speaking to you, Roger. Thanks for having me. No problem at all. I'll catch up with you soon. 
Thanks for listening to the Marketing and Finance Podcast. Do please look at the show notes at rogeredwards.co.uk forward slash MAF for links to the apps and topics and books we discussed. If you enjoyed the show, please leave a review on iTunes. Simply visit rogeredwards.co.uk forward slash iTunes and leave a review. I'll catch you on the next episode. In the meantime, keep marketing your business to keep growing your business.